and she just lays her hand against the mask and you can hear her nail like run across the cheek onto the side of your face pushing your hair across and she just sighs and she collapses Um, I want to cast detect poison and disease or yeah can Lyra reach out to like try and catch her before she like hits the ground and hurts herself more yeah um, reaching out and catching her you wanted to cast detect disease I think it was yeah detect poison and disease it lets me know the location and the type of disease or poison let me uh, look it up really fast here's a question do any of us who got stabbed need to worry about this or was that a combat exclusive thing? That uh, we, you guys don't seem to be feeling the same effect as Kara. Cool, great, love that. Um, because she's been weak and feeble ever since she got up. Um, so, detect poison disease. You cast it, and you can see from the knife wound there is a sprawling, um, like a, a almost more less of a, a poison and more of a venom. Now it's it's traveling from the bottom of her chin, crawling up the side of her face, and you can see just a black going through all of the veins in her body. Um, the same kind of poison is on the dagger, and then there's a separate kind uh, of poison on the short sword itself. The dagger seems to be more of a, like, plunk it in the poison and then kill them, while the short sword has more of a, a poisonous attribute to it. Great. Okay. Much to think about. So you guys are lucky you can knock the dagger out of his hand. Otherwise, that would have been a bad time. Oof, yeah. Yay for spells. And the the vial that you found is the same kind of poison that's on the dagger. Not the short. Okay, I wanted to grab that vial and put it in my pocket. Not like super. Okay. Did just grab it. Oh, yeah. So can, you, we, can we take his weapon? Because he's dead you, and he doesn't need them. If you want, yeah. yeah. If you want a short sword, grab it. Yeah, fam, I want a short sword. A poison one. Yeah. So you have I a short sword. I want to keep the dagger. You want to keep the dagger? Okay. Yeah. It's a, a relatively ornate dagger. It's got a gold end cap on the bottom, a leather handle. And it's more of a... It doesn't have like a, a guard. It's just straight into the blade. Um, but the bottle of poison you pick up is a bottle of neurotoxin. So you just go ahead and uh, mark that down. Okay. All right. Kara is being engulfed by this toxin. It spreads all the way across her body. Her veins are just turning from either not being able to be seen to, or from a green into a, a deep black as it sprawls across her face. And she's just very slowly, her breath, her breathing is starting to stop. Oh, uh, I don't, know what I don't to have do. anything to fix it. Because, <laughs> like, so, I have. Armin is going to walk up. And because he's an Asmar, he knows Lesser Restoration and casts that, and it gets rid of any poison, yes. blindness, anything like that. Oh. Very nice. I have that too, but I don't have I any love spell that. All right. So you it can cure... You touch a creature, and it ends one disease or condition. Yeah, so you can end one 
of uh, a few conditions that she has because of this neurotoxin. So what what would you like to cure specifically? Death. The dying. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's making her die? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What? So do you, want, do you want to cure the poison? Yeah, do that. Yeah. Is there more than one thing yeah. to cure? Because I can also cast it. You can cast Lesser Restoration. Okay. You cast Lesser Restoration and her breathing resumes to normal. The sprawling of the venom seeps back uh, into your hand uh, as you cast it. And she her breathing resumes normal, but she is still just laying there, breathing on the ground. Can I catch the venom, like in the jar? It just went, as it was healed, it went into Armin's hand. And then it was gone. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Can I use lay on hands and give her 10 hit points? Yes, you can. Okay. Cast. Use your lay on hands. A not so much white light, but more of a, a grayish light as you press your hands onto her. She initially on the touch, she feels cold and starting to slip away. But as you touch, the warmth begins to return to her body. Is anything else affecting her that we can tell? Like, is she po- any more poison, any other, and paralyzed, like any other things? Not that you can see right now. Okay. And she's stable? She's not? She's, yep, she's stable. She's breathing, just face down on the ground. Okay. Um, I want to, like, flip her over and, like, kind of prop her up against the wall and just kind of sit her up a little. Okay. She's limp. Totally limp. Uh, against the wall. She's breathing. Her eyes are closed and just very uh, like labored breathing. It's, just, it's, it's difficult for her to, to breathe. Um, just trying to calm herself down. Okay. I just want to sit next to her. Okay. She opens her eyes. Corinne? He puts his head on her, on her shoulder. And she doesn't move. She says, I can't. I can't see you. I can't, oh, beans, I can't can move. All right, he's got lesser restoration. <laughs> I can do it if you want. We need a paralyzed and we need a blinded. <laughs> I paralysis first. We need 50 cc's. <laughs> 50 lesser restoration. I have it, but I don't have any spells on. It's okay, I can do it. Can we take a long rest in this cave? Cause... You guys aren't in the cave. You guys are in the oh, middle of a... We're in a hallway. I forgot. You're in the, the <laughs> town, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, yeah, do the paralysis. So you cast it, Calissa? Yeah, I'll cast it. All right. Uh, which one do you want to cure, paralysis or blindness? Uh, let's do paralysis. Paralysis, okay. Once again, a warm touch up against her skin, and you can, Paren, you especially, you can feel her entire body relax from being just super tense, <sighs> and she lays her head up against yours. Okay. She's gonna, she's gonna have to be blind for a little bit. Um, we just sit there. I kind of look at Adrian too, just kind of looking at his body. Think he's dead as fuck. Being bombed, <laughs> just super dead. Think about how I cut off his arm. It was a little unnecessary. What would you guys like to do? Be sad. <laughs> Quinn is going to um, walk back the way they came to the opening like where the alley ends and she's going to stand there for a minute just kind of thinking to herself um I don't think she's gonna go anywhere but she wants to at least like get out of where there's a dead body and where 
Corrin are sitting. Okay. I'm stressed. Three people are dead. <laughs> we killed one of them. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why they're dead. I don't know. just having a panic attack in the middle of all of this. Esme's straight up not having a good time. There's too much drama at school. Just walk away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to do? I mean, what's next story-wise? Like, we have to get the sword? Is that what we're doing? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> what's going on? There's still a like, that was the bigger plan. We got a lot of stuff. The There's... guys died. The people were supposed to yeah. Oh, we have to go back to that house. Yeah, we gotta get through the stuff. bubble. Because apparently Demon Boy's supposed to help with that somehow. He never said that. He didn't. He says a lot of things. He, he I thought he was trying things. to help, but then you were trying to get me to the cave, but it wasn't very clear. So I guess he wasn't trying to help. Yeah. He said you're on the right track when he got the lion and then told him yeah, to go to the cave. He was like, no, go to the cave. And I was like, wait, I thought you were helping me this bubble. Because he's lying. <laughs> eh. Of course. Anyway, we chilling. We're just vibing, being sad, you know. <laughs> I don't know Can we, we take a short rest? Can we sleep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're tired. We're stressed. Maybe you guys want to take a, a short rest or a long rest? I don't think it's safe to take a long rest in this alley. Yeah, I don't think we have time yeah, for we're a long not, like, rest right we're now, right here. in this burnt-down village, right? Yeah, let's not take a long Short rest, question mark? Yeah. We don't get spell yeah. slots for short rest. Not unless you're a warlock, no. <laughs> well, Is Day still with us? Me? Did we, we took her, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot about Day in that fight. Oh, Day's just fighting. We took her? She's, Actually, she's... No, I thought Day was on the cart. I thought you guys had left her. I think we did, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We'll say she's on the cart. <laughs> she's on the cart. She's fine. Is she's the cart... Is, 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 the, is the cart, like, with an eye shot? Yeah. Can I the see her? It's on the other side of the alley. You can see the horse. You, you wouldn't be able to see her because of how is the, the cart horse is. Is the horse back to normal? Is, like, the vibe back to normal? Like, remember it was all weird and quiet? I, I'd say relatively, yeah. The horse is still quiet. It's not spooked anymore. Okay. Am I within range to think at day and ask for her and see if she hears me? Well, let me see the range on their telepathy. It's a thousand feet. It's uh, infinity feet. You're actually close, Carlos. It's a hundred feet. Oh, dang. Just add another zero and we're good. Remove a zero, you mean? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Ten feet. Are you okay? No. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think... You you wouldn't be able to think to her. She has to think to you in that a thousand feet. Okay, then it's not it's not a thinking thing. It's uh it's you talking and her thinking. Then she'll call out and just ask like day, just see if she's still in the cart. Safe. Quint size. You see, uh, after after a minute, you see a little head pop up over the top of the building <laughs> next to you. She's looking at you guys. Hi, day. Not safe. And she's no. just looking at Adrian. No. No, he did. She furls her wings and looks around. And her, like, her wings are like, propped up. She goes, safe. And she's just like turning her head and looking around on patrol. <laughs> I love her so much. She protect. She, she protect. She attack. And when she's done, she gets snack. She snack. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, you guys take a short rest. An hour passes uh, as the sun begins to set, becomes more, I'd say, after everything, I'd say it's probably about 4.30, 5 o'clock. Um, so the sun is starting to get to where it's looking like it's going to set, and the clouds are beginning to get even thicker, and the cold begins to really, really seep into you guys. I'd say it's probably around 40 degrees right now to kind of give you a, a judge. Oof. I'm assuming that... Um... We are not as thin-blooded <laughs> as characters as we are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> because D&D world don't have heating. I would say you guys are relatively used to the cold coming in. It's still cold, obviously. Um, especially you for with living in the mountains and all that. Um, you're used to it, but it's still cold, obviously. Also, ice is kind of his thing now. Also, yeah. So I guess for is not really yeah. that cool. Do we get hit points back? Yeah, you guys can, on a short rest, you guys can roll your hit dice. And you can roll as many or as little as you want, and you get the added hit points added to it. So I think it's your hit dice plus your constitution modifier. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I only had to roll three of them, and then I got my hit points back. Dylan, didn't you ask me to uh, roll a deck saving throw earlier? Or was that something else? For what? I I don't remember in in combat. I think it was a Constitution uh, saving throw for the poison. Oh yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah. I think so it was yeah, it is, poison. yeah, it was. It's your. It is your hit dice plus your Constitution modifier. Oh no, I was just looking uh, that I have advantage on deck saving throws, and I I knew there was a saving throw that I had advantage on. I just couldn't remember which one. Mm. Yeah, it's a good time. All right. After your short rest, you spent about an hour just chillaxing. What's the plan, gang? Quinn's just keeping watch at the end of the alley, and I'm sure that Day is also doing that. Day is on on patrol. She has sat down and put her wings back to kind of normal, but she's still just, like, looking around. Very lighthouse-esque. Is she next to me? No, she's up on the building. Oh, okay. Or the remains of a building. Kara has just been sitting in silence this entire time. Occasionally she'll wave her hand in front of her face. Wait. What? Lay on hands lets you cure poison. It does? Yeah. It says I can spend five hit points from my pool to cure the target of one disease or neutralize one poison. (gasps) You can cure multiple diseases and neutralize multiple poisons with a single use, expending hit points separately. And I now have 25 total because I'm level five. Oh my gosh. Can I use that for her blindness? You let your mom sit for an hour blind? Because you don't know how your spells work? <laughs> I didn't just happen to look at the book because I didn't know if it replenished during a long rest or a short rest. I would have never even known. Perrin's just really stressed out right now. I got I got a lot going on. Wait, okay. Right. Does it does it cure the blindness? Do you want to try and cure the blindness? Yeah, I want to try. So, with blindness, technically, blindness is a condition, not a disease. But I don't give a shit. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you, I'm okay if you don't want to. You you press your hands up against her, and like a wave of uh, like a grayish black light wipes up, and it like wipes her eyes, and she opens, and she starts looking around. She goes, "You could do that the whole time." <laughs> I just kind of, I'm like, uh, 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 no, I just just learned. You're welcome. She just, mm-hmm. She lays her head back up against the wall. I'm getting too old for this. I think I'm done. I'm never fighting ever again. That's it. We're done. And she just like turns over and closes her eyes and puts her arms over her head. And she just 
just lays there. He just nods and sits back and, you know, puts his head back next to her and just chills. So do we want to try and get back through that magic bubble? I don't know if we can. I don't know if it will allow us. get a lot of time to try. We could try some new stuff. Yeah, because we got interrupted by a demon, so there's that. Quinn wasn't going to say it. She's happy that that's what they did. That's <laughs> far too often. Not care. Kara sits back up and opens her eyes. She goes, wait, where's everybody else? Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, Lyra, you want to take that one? Lyra's just sort of like sitting against, because uh, they're still in the hallway, right? So she's going to be sitting against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just kind of looks over at Kara and she just goes, um, everybody's dead. And, and she, she just, just looks, looks vaguely, vaguely depressed. Just looks at you for a second. Sorry, what? They weren't so lucky. He killed everyone. We didn't get there in time like we did for you. Huh. <sighs> okay. And she just sits back and just looks up. You can see her eyes are getting kind of glossy. So, Dylan, do you want to kind of refresh me on what we were doing? You guys were headed... a lot of, like, big picture stuff, and I don't remember the, the small stuff. You guys were headed... Initially, you guys were headed to Temster to meet a confidential informant for the rebellion. Okay. Yeah, about the sword from one of the six. Yeah, and you guys were also going to go... Like, the the person in Temister was more of an excuse to have a party to go to that area with. And Orinmir, which is the name of the sword, is kind of south between Tearsdollar and Temister. Okay. And we stopped here to see... Our means home and all that stuff, right? Well, this was kind of just an on-the-way thing. Like, they were just going right. to pass through the town because it was the, the safer route using the trade roads. Um, and that's where we are. Okay. Um, I want to, like, stand up and kind of walk over to Armin and say, um, we should try to get in that house. I just don't know if we can. Do you know why anyone here would have sealed it up? The only thing that I can think of would be he sealed it up himself because of the danger. I mean, the entire town is in ash. If you want, we can try and go back and see if we can get into the house. I just don't know what else to do. Like, I don't know what else we can try that we haven't yet. I don't know, but it's worth a shot before we can... Yeah. Some kind of big, scary, magical sword. Since we're here. I mean, I don't know, like, he knew you, he trusted you. I feel like if anybody could get through, it'd be you, Armin, but it didn't let you, so I don't know. It's up to you, Armin. If you don't want to try, I, I'm i okay with it, but I think it's worth a shot. Um, how about we go back and try a couple of more things, and then if not, we can try to hide the bubble? and ash and everything, and then leave and come back later. Sounds good. Yeah. Alright. Heading over to Turo's house? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Making your way over there, Kara kind of just lagging behind, walking slowly. Her hands are kind of like in her waist, like her waistband. She's just looking around, shaking her head. Day is like happily flapping above 
flying. She's like swirling, swerving side to side, flapping her wings, going, not really not understanding the tension or the, the tone of what's going on right now. Just kind of doing her thing. All she's known is death and destruction. So she's just like, <laughs> Quinn's just uh, walking underneath her, watching her. You can see the shadow like swerve in front of you. Uh, and then it'll slow down and she'll slow back and then it'll swerve in front of you again. And she's just flapping her wings. Um, occasionally she veers off and like chases like a dragonfly or something. Um, but she always comes back. To, what kind of an angel. Um, Read the room day. <laughs> making your way to where Turos' house was. Uh, it is no longer there. There is uh, the patch of green grass is gone. There is just a crater, a perfectly smooth crater, just a, like a half circle, almost like the bottom half of the bubble was there and it's gone. Oh, that's different. What uh, happened? Was anyone else here? I mean, wasn't it just us? Because when we came into the town, it was just us and nobody else. I don't know. There was a unicorn. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Matt, uh, I don't know if you know, but Armin would know. The unicorn with the golden horn and the blue eyes is a symbol of Maleki. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Um, but, yeah, it, it's gone. Um, I am gonna, like pick up a stick off the ground and try and throw it into it just to see if it's still like anything okay throw the stick it just plops right into the center of the hole cool <laughs> um and it's just like a crater there's no like remnants of anything that was like from the house or anything like that it's just empty nope it looks like somebody took a spear and just picked it up dang um is the um, master's body still there, or it wasn't near the house? It was somewhere. It was in the the temple. Oh, is the temple still there? The temple is a little ways away, but you'd be able to see that it is still there, just kind of through the tree. Hmm. Okay. Matt, how close would you say Armin is to the crater? Probably about like ten feet away. Okay. As many as just gonna like walk into the crater and just kind of sit in it and be confused. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sit inside a crater. Just vibe it. Dirt. It's not. It's not even ash anymore. Like you can see on the layers of the ground. Like looking around you, you can see how thick the ash is. Let's say it's you know two or three inches thick, and th- then it turns into burnt grass and then dirt. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna get closer to the crater. How how much closer? Pretty much right next to it. Okay, taking the step out and kind of onto the rim you get like this just splitting headache uh, and it brings you down to the ground and you get a vision you are out on the edge of the forest somewhere to your left a very large lake the edge of it you can't even see it's so far past your vision ahead of you about 30 feet is Turoth's house on the edge of this lake sitting there Turoth sits outside arms crossed legs crossed on the ground above there is a forest covered in shelves of fungi and moss and way off in the distance there was a volcano spewing smoke fungi you say and then the vision changes back i didn't make the joke <laughs> fungi you say and then fraz herblue tells Perrin to kill esmene <laughs> 
Um, I'm resistant to fire damage though, so <laughs> too bad we don't have a sorcerer uh, sorcerer wizard. I just cast fireball, that's it. Hi, I'm a sorcerer. So that's the wonderful volcano that's on our map, right? <laughs> In like the top corner. Well, you guys have no idea. Only Matt knows this. Yeah, or I mean you want to share with the class. I've seen I've seen the volcano. Quinn has seen the volcano, but nobody knows of Armin's vision because Armin hasn't told anybody. And no one knows that Quinn has seen the volcano either because she hasn't told anyone Correct. that. Um, What's a volcano? <laughs> Armin has this far off look from the vision, and then when he snaps out of it, he tells everybody else. So did did it teleport? Like, did the whole thing just move? I don't know. He's just there. He's alive? Apparently. I honestly <laughs> have no idea. So whose skeleton was that? Hey, Dylan. Yeah? Can Quinn just look at Matt and then look, like, away from the group and face step? So you, so Quinn looks fourth wall through the world at Matt. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the office. Yeah, she just <laughs> she looked at the camera. Into Florida in 2020. It's Quinn looks at it's the camera. <laughs> now Quinn's Quinn's like listening to him mention like the volcano and like the lake and the forest, and then she remembers that she had seen this when she face stepped before, so she's going to face step just 30 feet like away from the group. Okay, you face step. And you begin to take your your first few steps and then disappearing into the void. This time you are running on ash, similar to the forest that you've been in, um, but it's much closer to your left-hand side, just a blinding light. And looking down, you can see it's like ash mixed with obsidian. Above you in the sky, the volcano spews fire into the air and you run past almost like an archway carved into this volcano. I'd say it's about 50 feet tall, 40 feet wide, and it is an enormous archway with a circular imprint in the center um, split into halves. So there's a half uh, of the circle and another half, and then there's a circle in the middle, and you make your way to the other side. Is that like my amulet? It is like your amulet. Now, do I... Is this the Feywild, or is this... Like, do I know if this is the Feywild or if this is a vision? Or can I, I not figure that out? I don't know if Quinn would know that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Quinn would be able to figure that out. You can roll... I don't even think Quinn would have seen that place. Uh, yeah, I would say Quinn probably wouldn't be able to know. Growing but, up in Esmia her whole life, I don't, I don't know. But she knows that apparently up north is where this gate is supposed to... Where this door is supposed to be that she's supposed to be able to unlock with this key, right? Mm-hmm. So she might be able to ascertain then that if she recognized that, that like the two half circles in the setting in the middle, and there's a volcano, that there might be a volcano up north. I, yeah, I would say she'd be able to put that together, but she wouldn't be able to put together like if it's real life or if it's the Feywild. Okay. So she face steps 30 feet away, just pop, <laughs> 30 feet away from the group. It just appears somewhere else. And then she just wa- and then she just walks back. <laughs> Where where'd you go? Armin, I've been seeing what you just saw. 
every time I faced up the volcano and I when I faced up just now I saw it erupting what and I saw the the door the the door that the key is supposed to unlock I think that what you saw and what I saw is a is a real place so maybe he is still alive and maybe his house is there too so should we should we try to find him to my knowledge that door is supposed to be far up north I don't know how easily it'd be to get there but at least we have a clue at least I know he's alive maybe if he's alive then whose bones I don't know he was it was dressed just like him the I I don't know for sure but every time I've face stepped I've assumed that I was passing through the Feywilds I don't know for sure but maybe what I was seeing was the Feywilds maybe he's there but in that case I don't know why there would be an eruption or why I would see that door I know for a fact that in my split second vision or whatever you want to call it the volcano wasn't erupting it wasn't erupting the last time I saw it either but just now I don't know I think we should just keep this in mind are they close enough that everybody else can hear this conversation I would assume so. She's not hiding this conversation. Cool. So Lyra then is just kind of going to look at them both and be like, well, regardless, it seems to be where we need to go next. So how do we get there? I mean, we could go there, but it's, to my knowledge, it's very far north. I don't know if we still have business in Temister. Cora pipes up. She goes, well, I have uh, business in Temister. I've got to meet whoever this is, some sort of spy, and uh, get whatever information they have to give me. But if you're, the only volcano I know of is up in the wildlands, and if you're looking to go up there, you can either leave through Garage or you can leave through Esmia. You can take a ship up there. Going back through Oshana probably isn't the best way to do it right now. Yeah. Anyways, what's the playing game? Go to whatever Go to Temister. I mean, I mean, I think it's safe to go down down to Temister, find the sword, and then go to Esmia, and then go up to the wildlands. Um, you guys pile up back into the cart. Kara, not really looking for Lorson's body, but um, not really not looking for it. You can tell, like, as you guys are walking around, she is just kind of gazing here and there, looking around corners, trying to see if she can find something to hold on to. Um, not really saying much either. Just kind of walking with her head down. You guys pile into the cart and continue your journey towards Temister. Um, with Kara sitting in the back, who will be guiding the journey? Who's our navigator? I mean, Armin knows the forest. He does. That's- and this area. Yeah, I guess I'll be the navigator. All right, go ahead and make a survival check to find your way. I think you get some sort of advantage or something like that. Yeah, favorite terrain, that's what it is. And uh, go ahead and make me an animal handling check to steer the horse as well. 
Make a horse check. Horse check. Horse check. Okay, animal handling check was 13. <laughs> All right. Horse check is 13. Can uh, fur guide the horse if army navigates? I mean, that would severely slow down your travel if you were to be out guiding the horse. Okay, never mind. Then. Or are you? Are you mean like? Do you want to like, like steer like, while Armin tells like you where steer to go? the horse? Yeah, correct. Yeah, you could do that. Um, so go ahead and, and make me an animal handling check if Armin you want. Make a horse check. I just horse have like a high bonus on animal for horse. Uh, that Roll is a horse. twenty-five. I'm sorry, twenty-five. Very nice. You rolled the twenty-three. Twenty-three. Roll for horseness. That is <laughs> twenty-three right. for horseness. Okay, so because the forest is my natural terrain um while traveling uh-huh. for an hour or more in it um difficult terrain doesn't slow my group's travel my group can't become lost except by magical means um and let me see while tracking other creatures i also learn their exact number and sizes how long they passed um okay and when I'm engaged in another activity, such as foresting, foraging, navigating, or tracking, I remain alert to any and all danger. Sounds good. So not being able to, uh, to get lost makes it pretty easy to make your way out of the forest and kind of onto the main trade path. You guys have now reached where the Isling Yoda splits between Temister Run and an unnamed route that heads down south towards Esmia. Right where the river splits, Temister is there. So you guys are actually really, really close to it. Um, it is a decently sized town. Uh, standing in the middle, there is a large clock tower. And to the right of everything, um, on the right side of the split, it is just white water. It is basically unpassable water as it just becomes rapids going more downhill in the river while the way towards Esmia is sort of calmer, more peaceful, just a regular river. On the split heading towards the right, um, there is like a a bridge almost. Uh, Not a very thick one, but it has grates on the bottom so the water can pass through, but it does look like it's stopping anything from going that direction. You guys are approaching Temister. Is there anything you'd like to do as you cross the bridge? Um, I don't. Like as we cross the bridge into the town? Any, anything you guys want to talk about while, we're, while you're traveling, or are you guys good? Yeah, uh, Quinn does, actually. Um, so I assume everybody else is just kind of, like, in the back of the, like, in the cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Fur and Armin are up front steering, and Armin is navigating while everybody else is in the back of the cart. Quinn's sitting on the opposite side of Bryn. We've got to put some distance between these two, or they're going to kill each other. Um, he does not care. He has no opinion. <laughs> Quinn brings up, um, do you all remember while we were investigating, I'm sorry, not you for, um, do you all remember when we were investigating, um, in Vacary at, uh, what was his name? I had notes. At Penn's house. Do you all remember, um, the, the girl who had died there? Yeah. She had penned a letter to her husband, who lives in Temister. Okay. Out of character, uh, somebody took that letter. I don't remember who it was. It might have been me, and I didn't write it down, but I didn't know if someone else wrote it, it down. Was. But it was, somebody that was a long time ago. <laughs> but someone took it. Yeah, it was the first one. the The girl had died, and she had 
left a letter for Alok, her husband. Her name was Solara. Okay. I don't think it was me. I assume you took it then. Yeah, I, d- okay. I think it might have been me. I just didn't write it down. I don't. I haven't listened to that session. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember. Oh, I also forgot to say I wanted to keep that fit letter from the fist that Adrian had in his pocket. I wanted to keep that, by the way. Just okay. Then I'm gonna say. Mark it down. Then I'm gonna say Quinn has that letter because I think she. It sounds like something Quinn would keep. I think we should try to find her husband and and deliver this letter to him while we're in Temester. Yeah. I don't know their uh, family name, but I do know his name, and I I knew hers, so maybe somebody knows him. But I would I would just feel I would feel for him not knowing where his wife is gone and why she never came home. Yeah, that sounds important. So I I suppose if we have downtime, we can look for him or I'll look for him. All right. Where would you guys, uh, or what would you guys like to look for in the city? Like, do you want to stop for anything specifically as you enter the town? I say we stocked up pretty well before heading out the last time and we haven't really used much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you guys want to look for an inn? Um, That'd be good. I mean, yeah. What's the plan? Yeah, what's the plan? Where is where is the informant? Kara just says I'm, I'm meeting him tomorrow. It was supposed to be a three day trip. I I don't know where specifically he said he'll find me. So okay, then yeah, we should get a room. Okay, making our way through the town. It's actually a, a very nice town. It's very well developed. Um, cobblestone roads, the cart like shakes and rocks as it goes over, uh, the clip-clopping of the horse as it makes its way down the road. Uh, oil lanterns are somewhat lining the street. They're more attached to the buildings. After traveling, I'd say it's about 7 or 8 o'clock. Um, so the sun is beginning to set, and the cold is really starting to set in. You can see the clouds are getting very, very dark, and it is becoming difficult to see. But occasionally, you'll see someone go around, and they'll be lighting the lanterns on the houses around on the street. It's a, a very nice little town. Making your way through, eventually, uh, you do find an inn. It's appropriately named the Long Inn. Uh, it is a... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is a very simply named building. Um, but it's a marble and stone, large, single-story building. It's got a blue tile roof and shuttered windows. Um it is a very, very long building stretching from one side of the road around the block to the other side. Um, decently large windows line the outside of it. All of them shuttered. Some of them open occasionally. Those shutters will be open. You can see light pouring out from what you assume is the tenants. The occasional chimney peeks out of the blue shingled roof. And yeah. it's, it's called the Long Inn. The Long Inn. Cool. Love that. And you guys can just uh, park your horse outside. Park your horse outside. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is not a sentence I ever thought I would be saying. Um, Got a horse. There, But there is like a, a tie-off area out front where a few other horses are sitting. Um, not really anywhere to put the cart, but tying the horse off outside. I almost said parking again. Tying the horse <laughs> outside. Um, horse parking lot. You swing open the door and sitting in front of you, looking up, is a dog. <gasps> a little Australian shepherd. She's mostly white with uh, spots of black and light brown on her. She's got one blue eye and one uh, like a darker brown eye. And she's just looking up at you. Her tail wagging. Tongue out. Um, is it, does Day respond to the dog? 
Can I bet that doll? Can I bet that doll? Day is just on her on her shoulder, and she tilts her head, and you hear safe with like a <laughs> accentuated question mark. <laughs> I would like to pet the dog. Okay, you you pet the dog. It's very friendly. She like licks your hand. Like the dog. She like licks your hand, and you just get in it. Eventually, she turns over and lays on her belly, and like her legs are like kicking as you scratch her belly. Yes. She has a little collar on and on it. It says Daisy. Daisy. Oh. This is what D and D was meant for: petting the dog. <laughs> Uh, Druids just be out here petting the dog. Petting the dogs, um, and it's a, a decently sized main area, not nearly as big or as illustrious as the Lenali was, um, but it is a, a medium-sized building. There's a large hearth straight ahead with a harp next to it, a bar to your left-hand side, and then just mingled about seating um, in the area. Standing at the bar is a very large orc. He's standing just very openly, leaning on the counter, smiling. He's got a big, uh, like, bushy mustache and a short-cut auburn hair. He's got a, like, perfectly clean apron, clean shirt, and pair of pants. Just, like, immaculately clean, like like bleach white almost. Um, Standing across from him, chatting as he's just smiling, um, is actually a, a... Decently, uh, it says moderately here, but she's a pretty attractive woman. Um, she wears like how uh, attractive is she? Dylan? Uh, roll it, Dylan. Roll okay, it. I'll roll it. Shit. She gets advantage because she, she already looks attractive. Well, yeah, she's wearing tight-fitting cloth and leather clothing, uh, like armor's clothing. Where's my D twenty? You mean one of your several rigged D twenties? I came over and I ate them all. That's why I had to go AFK. Yay. Yeah. Um, she her she has long red hair. It's smooth, um, and she has like a very vibrant green eyes. And she's just standing uh, next to a, a stool. She has her leg kind of propped up on the stool, and she, they're just chatting, um, smiling, looking back and forth at each other. The bar itself is relatively quiet. There's the occasional person around, but nothing of severe interest, other than the dog. So nothing to get me away from this dog. <laughs> I guess. So we chill with that dog. Yeah. The dog is just loving all of the pets. In the meantime, Quinn will... Like a, a very... Go ahead. I was just going to say Quinn was going to go try to get the maroon, but go ahead and describe the dog because I'm interested. <laughs> the dog has a pretty long rope attached to her collar. Um, there's like a hook next to the door. And it's tied onto that hook, and she has it. It's very, very long, long enough to where you can imagine she has free reign of the entire, like, bar area, and she can just walk around. But in case she like escapes or tries to run outside, she has that rope just as an assurance. I found a very good uh, Twitter account that I have tweeted into our meme chat or our meme thread. I'm scared. No, no, it's very good. It's at Can You Pet the Dog? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's my favorite, like, Twitter. They did one for animals. Everybody freaked out. They were like, her name is Isabel! (laughs) Everybody's like, because they call her the dog. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Quinn, you walk over to them? Yeah, I'm the money holder, so I gotta gotta get the The treasure. She got the funds. The treasure. It's It's because I can be trusted. The uh, red-headed woman she sees does. you <laughs> coming over. 
<laughs> the redhead woman sees you coming over um, and like very casually slides a bracelet off onto the counter. And she looks up at the orc, just kind of smiles, and she goes, all right, well, I, I guess I better go. It's getting late. And he goes, all right, well, I'll see you, I'll see you some, some other time, I guess. And he, like, chuckles, and you can see he's, like, turning a little red. He's like, bye. Uh, oh, oh. And he, he picks up the bracelet, looking at it. As she walks away and out the door, she gives Daisy a little pat on the head. And she walks and he goes, oh, she forgot this. Oh. He just kind of smiles back. Uh, all right, and he puts it in his pocket. Uh, oh, hey, hey there, how can I help you? Hi, um, my party and I were looking for lodging for the night, if, if you have a room. Oh yeah, I've got plenty of rooms. Uh, we don't get too many visitors down here in Tempester, so I have uh, quite a few. Uh, how, many, how many people are you trying to sleep? Well, I count. Seven. Alright, seven people. Uh, so, generally, our rooms fit three. You can have two on the queen-size bed, and uh, we have a bedroll uh, spare in the room for anybody who wants to sleep on the floor. So, I mean, it's your your choice. You can do two, two, and three, or however you want to do it. You can squeeze the first person, the fourth person, just on the floor somewhere. Uh, how many How many rooms do you think? Uh, Esmeralda does not need a bed, just to, to sleep. How much for a room? Sleep on the floor. It'd be about five silver a room. All right. Yes, um, we could just do two. We'll three. we'll do we'll do two rooms, please. Four, uh, three and four. All right, two rooms. Uh, it'd be one gold. Thank you so kindly. Uh, anything else you need? We've got uh, food. We've got some drink. Um, some obviously lodging if you need it. Um, we'll we'll get settled. We'll get settled first. But I do have a question for you. Yeah, it's a. Is is there a um a man in town by the name of Alok? Hmm. Is he thinks himself? I uh, can't say I've heard that name before. Um, How about people um, in this town? Solana, do you know her? I can't say I do. Um, like I said, there's a lot of people in this town. Uh, quite a few of them work at some of the docks. If you want to go over there, maybe. Your uh, Alok fellow, your Solana works over there. Um, not too many people who are in town really pass by through here, and most of my time is spent here, as you can imagine. Um, Understood. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, enjoy your, your rooms. Uh, he just gives you the directions to the rooms because he's not going to give you like a hotel number or anything like that. Um, and yeah, you now have two rooms for the night. Yay. Daisy is still just loving everything about being pet this much. Do we have keys? Yeah, you guys would have keys. So Quinn comes back over with the two keys. Um, Daisy's still he- just looking at, at Daisy with her head cocked, and she says again, Safe? Yes, Day, yes. And she scratches Day's head. Mm. We got room! Um, Kara, Lyra, Esmene, would you like to room with me? Yeah. Sure. Girls, 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 girls. <laughs> um, Quinn pa- yes. kind of Quinn kind of passes over Perrin and uh, hands the other key to Fur and says, uh, for for you all, if you'd like to get settled. And Fur just kind of takes the key and you know nods in appreciation and muses to himself as to whether or not uh, this place has a good cup of tea. I love that he doesn't really even drink anymore, but he bought literally like a hundred pints of fucking <laughs> wild magic ale. Well, the drinking, 
It's 120. 120 pints. That's just for fun later on down the road when we need some uh, some decompression time. And some maybe some death. Three weeks. I don't know if we all know that that's in there. I didn't look in the pouch. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think anybody, anybody looked in the pouch. Knows. Yeah, he handed I the pouch he... back and I just kind of took it. I didn't really look in. I know he at least told us that he was going to get it. I don't know if he told us after he got it. Because he also broke the other potions and then he was being all secretive about it. Uh, he yes. did nothing because he's a sweet angel who would never break anything by accident. Mm, Hashtag for snow globe. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> you guys still have that. <laughs> Can't wait for someone to drink it. Hey, that's if anybody remembers. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> and then if they do, first it's going to be like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. Quinn's going to go go to the room. Um, how late is it right now? I'd say it's probably only 8 o'clock. Yeah, we haven't eaten or anything, so Quinn's going to like go set her stuff down and probably uh, tuck Day in for night-night times. Day's like kind of confused as you like tuck her in, and she's you can hear on her your head, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm tired. She goes, not safe, not safe, not safe. <laughs> I think Quinn just like tries. I was kidding about that. I think Quinn like would try to make her like a little blanket nest and try to set her in it, and she'd probably be like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, she. You set her down in it. She goes not safe, and then hops back up onto your shoulder. Oh, are you not tired? Not safe. <laughs> she just like looks at it, kind of curls her wings back. And... Quinn presses her hand into it and like pushes it up and down. She goes, "It's it's comfortable. It's it's for sleeping." She pokes at it with her tail. She no. Oh, all right. Do you want to? go down with me then to, to get food? Her little voice just... <laughs> yeah. No! Yes. No! Like you can hear the smile as she goes, yes. <laughs> I'm assuming that the other girls are in the room. Yeah. yeah, I think we just went out to like figure out what is in... I think at this point, Quinn is still so conflicted about Peren that when she's on her own, she's she's practically normal like she's very relaxed and casual but every time she's around him she's like on guard and watching to like make sure he doesn't like cross any lines and like is is very wary about him in this mask but it would be kind of like a weird dichotomy that as soon as they're in the room she's just like oh day so cute okay hey you guys want to go get food yeah food but she would she's just like do you do you all want to to go get something to eat? Yes. Kara, uh, do you feel well enough? Do you do you want to rest rest instead, or? Jeez, if you could just bring me back some bread or something, that'll be good. I'm just gonna stay in the room. I don't feel like getting stabbed again. Um, Understood. Um, but so we'll we'll gonna... do our we'll do our best to keep you safe. We're we're not gonna let something like that happen again without a fight. <sighs> yeah. I'm just. Okay, yeah, I'm just. Gonna, I'm sorry. I'm just chill here. No, it's not your fault. It's a. Uh, if uh, we hadn't, if we hadn't been distracted, then this would have never happened. I shouldn't have gone on on my own. I know that it's not safe. Were you These sev- days, especially for me. 
were you separated from the others when this happened? Yeah, we were all looking around and trying to f- figure out if we could see what happened or if there's anybody like out and about. It was Adrian's idea to split up, and obviously now I know why. But I should... You've been doing good work to protect everyone else, and I hope now we can return the favor and help protect you. I appreciate it. Um, we'll, we'll go get food and bring you back something. All right. So you guys head downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. What are what are the boys, boys, boys doing right now while that was happening? Uh, Fur's gone to the room to kind of put down his war hammer and all of his, like, equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also removed, like, his traveling cloak, so he's just kind of in his, his like, standard... I don't even know, because, like, we described the cloak. I feel like we never went into what he's wearing underneath the cloak. Not really, no standard barbarian garb it's just white and less disgusting um and he kind of like rolls his shoulders and twists his neck uh and then goes downstairs to go uh inquire about a tea set for the evening Ooh. all right uh armin peren what's what you guys up to are there mirrors in the room yeah there'll be a mirror on like a sort of nightstand I think um, I walk into the room just kind of like casual, like to settle down or whatever and um, like catch my reflection and like get startled because I've never seen it before Um, and just kind of like study the mask in the reflection. And then whenever everybody else is ready to go down, I just go with them. Yeah, now you know how spooky you look. While you're looking in the mirror, your friend... Does not not trust trust you. And the mask moves in the mirror, speaking. You don't feel it on your face. That's freaky. But you can see it. The mask is moving and talking. Your friend, the disciple, does not trust you. Interesting. Why are you concerned? Of course she wouldn't trust me. I don't blame her. Uh, can you call yourself somebody's friend if you don't trust them? And you want to protect your friends, is that right? Yes. And if she does not trust you, is she really your friend? Would she not attack you as she did before if you did something not according to her rules or her morals? She did the other day. Did she not? He doesn't respond because he doesn't want to give him any, like, ideas or um, any inkling of how he feels or anything like that. So he just kind of stays quiet. Remember the vision. And the mask recedes back to normal. Okay. Armin, what are you doing? Um, I go into uh, the room, drop off my stuff, but I carry... um, the special short sword on my hip as we go downstairs. Okay. Everybody heads back downstairs. Uh, the orcish bartender is still just sitting there. He's kind of just playing with some coins. He's sitting in a chair now behind the bar and he's playing with the coins in his right hand and in his left hand. He holds this like silver and gold bracelet. He's just twirling it around. Quinn, you would recognize it as the, the bracelet that the woman had dropped off. Or Interesting. Left. Quinn's going to settle in at the bar and ask for a drink. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Quinn doesn't know that she can't get drunk yet, does she? <laughs> um, he's all right. Well, uh, wh- what kind of drink you want? You want something strong, something light? I got something dark. What, what do you? What do you think? Um, what is uh? What's your most unique drink here? Unique? Well, there's something that I brew myself right here in Temister. I've got a, a brewery downstairs. Um, I, I haven't perfected it yet, but I mean, I'm working on it. It's a like a dark stout. It's I think it's quite tasty. It's a little nutty. It's got some stuff here and there. If you'd like to try some of that, oh, I'd love to. Yeah, sure. Um, turns over into a, a glass stein. He pours, and it's a very like dark brown, almost reddish sort of colored ale with a th- very thick foam. And he places it down. Is uh, that one's on the house? Feel free to enjoy it, and just give me some, you know. Some, <laughs> Feedback if you if you feel like it. Um, anything else I can get you? Um, that, that's all for now. All right, no problem. Uh, and Quinn uh, drinks the ale, um, and it's not very strong. <laughs> it, it yeah, it's not very strong, but it is uh pretty tasty, like a, almost like a hazelnut sort of flavor, um, like a very very rich dark chocolate taste to it occasionally mm. like it, it's very good not quinn, strong though no. quinn reports back to him uh that she likes it but it says i i wish it was stronger you wish it was stronger i mean that's personal taste um yeah i mean i just that's already quite a few percentage i don't i don't know if i can make that any stronger and still keep it legal huh well I, I suppose my tolerance has gone up. Yeah, I guess. I don't, that's weird. I that's just a, that's just a personal uh, personal opinion, but yeah, the flavor is wonderful. So weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. I, I'm working on it still. It's not the best, but you know. Thank you for your feedback. I definitely appreciate it. And Quinn will just enjoy the rest of the drink. All right. It's quite tasty. And not at all strong. And not at all strong. <laughs> All right. Anybody else want to do something? Is is the whole gang already like down here except for Kara? Yeah. Gang's all here. Yeah. Ismene just wants to get some food. <laughs> all right. You walk up to the bar. Um, is that what you want some food? All right. Well, I've got uh, some specials for today. Uh, some some actually some high quality stuff. I got a lot of it shipped in from Ismene. Uh, looks like we've got. Uh, some goose ramen with egg and get you a glass of wine with that. Uh, some uh, mutton steamed bun. Uh, it's got a glass of wine with that as well. Uh, and then a pheasant roast with some egg and uh, tankard beer. We have real fancy over here. Uh, what was the first one? It was goose ramen with egg and a glass of wine. Mm, I don't know. It's a vegetarian, man. You can get You can get the ramen without... Egg and without meat, if you want a special order. <laughs> yes, please. All right, that'll be three silver pieces since you took out the expensive bits. Love that. And did you want the glass of wine? Hmm, I'm still trying to figure out if Esmene drinks or not. I don't think she does. <laughs> All right. Get you a glass of milk with it? Yes. <laughs> Poor, he uh, brings like a jug up, pours it. It's not the coldest milk you've ever drank, but it is milk. And he puts it down he's like all right feel free to enjoy it anywhere you can bring it back up to your room just make sure you bring the plates down i'm the only one working tonight so i can't really run any room service love that anybody else want food drink i know fur wanted tea. fur fur does want tea 
approaching the bar. He's like, how can I help you, uh, my large friend? These guys are about the same height. He just kind of smiles and says, we've had a bit of a day, and I'm looking to unwind a little bit, but I've stopped enjoying uh, ale. Um, uh-huh. not, 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 not entirely, but I am looking for something to kind of soothe my nerves. Uh, do you, by chance, carry any tea behind the bar? Uh... Uh, I think we have some tea leaves in the back. Um, I don't really have a, a set, but I could pour you some hot water and a stein and drop some tea leaves in there if that's what you're looking for. And he just, he kind of nods and says, that's acceptable. All right, my friend, uh, you seem like a trustworthy fella. Could you, could you do me a favor? Uh, a f- friend of mine left something here and I just need somebody to run and I can't, you know, leave my place a bit. I can I can give you your I can give you your tea for free, you know. Fur just kind of looks around and says, "Of of course, I don't mind running an errand. It's still early enough in the evening." Yeah, yeah. They uh, notice free you, tea. He gives you the the silver and gold bracelet. And he goes, uh, "Her name's Ava. She runs the blacksmith shop down the street. Uh, if you could if you could run that to her, I'd I'd really appreciate it. She forgot it here, I guess." Uh, I'm not sure. And he like scratches the back of his neck. He's like, I'll, uh, I'll get you your tea when you get back. Obviously I don't want it to get cold. I appreciate you running that errand for me. And you just, he takes the brace and says, of course it's, it's my pleasure. All right. Anybody else want to do anything at the bar or should I just assume everybody gets some sort of food and drink? I'm going to go ahead and add that to my. Yeah. Quinn will eventually get just something easy to eat and then grab, uh, Kara, her bread. Maybe some meat. The meat from Esmene's ramen that she didn't eat. <laughs> you know, need some protein. All right, I'll say for everybody, um, all your meals, not including Esmene's, um, would probably cost, you know, a gold and five silver. So make sure you mark that down. Doing uh, that now. Fur, do you want to take the band over tonight? Uh, yeah. He seems pretty, pretty low key. All righty. Making your way out the door, down the street. Uh, the streets are decently lit with the kind of hung oil lanterns on the sides of the buildings. Eventually making your way down the street to a uh, very simple brick building. It's got a small like iron-fenced yard uh, and some simple furniture just kind of out on the lawn. Um, I say simple furniture. It's like stools and stuff just kind of out and about. Um, it's called the Sweat and Bastion Blacksmith. Doors hurts. Go ahead. Nope, no, continue. I say the door is just, it's unlocked. You can tell that there's no, like, bolts or padlocks on the door or anything like that. It looks open. Uh, Fur kind of knocks on the door a little bit. And, oh, you said it's partially open? Yeah. Yeah. It's just open enough to where, like, you can just come in. Okay, great. Uh, Yeah, he goes ahead and proceeds inside and uh, looks around. Yeah. Um, That woman that was there is now wearing like large leather gloves. She has a large hammer in her hands and she is just going at it uh, on this large breastplate over an anvil, just hammering out, flattening it down. Uh, There's a large crossbow sitting on the counter kind of behind her and a large forge to the left of the building. She picks up, she has like rounded goggles and she pulls them up. There's like soot starting to cover her face. It's starting to make it a little dark. Oh, hi. Uh, how can I help you? Hello. Um, the, the gentleman at the, uh, the inn told me that this might belong to you. And uh, I'm just kind of 
running an errand in exchange for uh, for some goods of his. Oh, yeah. He, she grabs it. She says, I left it here for him to come talk to me, but I guess that's not going to happen. Uh, and she snaps it back onto her, clips it back over her wrist, and she says, hey, thanks for uh, bringing it to me, I guess. Uh, if you could convince that guy to grow a pair and um, talk to me a bit more, that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, is, do you need anything while you're here, blacksmith? I make everything to order, so you know if you need anything specific, it'll be a little bit. But kind of looks around, he chuckles. He goes, "No, no. Um, are is there something that you need to speak with him about, or are you just looking for him to uh, make a move?" <laughs> yeah, just make a move. We've been. Uh, I guess you could call it flirting for several weeks now, and we've never really done anything. He's pretty unsure of himself with the whole orcish stuff. Uh, He's even filed some of his tusks down just so that he doesn't appear too much. So I think that might be holding him back. If I know you just got here and you don't know him and you have no idea who I am, but if you're a big guy, if you want to talk some sense into him, I'd appreciate it. And he just, he like, he gets this, this bright, rosy smile and just says, I'll talk to him. Thank you. And I, I appreciate it. Of course. And I, I can't guarantee he's going to try anything, but, uh, no, I know. Look all the same. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. She like pulls her hair back and ties it with like a piece of twine. And she's like, Hey, feel free to, you know, come back whenever and enjoy your night. And she just goes back to hammering the, uh, fur turns and walks back outside and starts heading back towards the end. Uh, just kind of quietly giddy. Uh, with himself over <laughs> getting to play matchmaker. Okay. <laughs> uh, making your way back into the tavern. Everybody's just kind of milling about by them, uh, to themselves, you know, eating uh, their meals and stuff. Nil is at the- uh, So Fur goes and approaches and says, uh, so the, the blacksmith woman, how do you know her exactly? Uh, well, let me get your tea. It's a... Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. And he goes back and it takes a minute and he comes out and he pours, he has another similar to the jug of milk, just like steaming water. And he pours it over some tea leaves and a, a whatever, what is it called? Like a clear stein. He goes, well, uh, her and I have been friends for a little bit and um, you know, she's, she's pretty and you know, she's very talented. I don't know if you've seen some of her work. She works with some of the, the rarest metals. We get a lot coming down here from, from Esmia. So we are very fortunate in our town to be able to have somebody as skillful as she is. She can work adamantine. She can work platinum. She's, she's very skilled. And, you know, anybody who takes that most care must be a pretty good person. So I like to keep her around and he smiles and he like looks off. You can see like the mustache kind of curling up with his smile. And uh, for kind of leans an, an elbow onto the onto the bar and says, "You know, I've I've come across several orcs in the past, and uh, I've never seen anybody do this." And he kind of like taps his face where the tusks should be. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a thing of fitting in, I guess you could call it. I mean, I'm already a big guy. I mean, I'm small for an orc, but, you know, I'm big guys compared to normal means. So, you know, I sh- shaved them down every once in a while. They tend to grow back occasionally, but let's keep them down. It, it makes me seem more friendly. I try and be as, as inviting as possible, you know, being a business owner. It's it's hard to, you know, keep good business when people are afraid of you. So I, I do my best to kind of fit in, I guess you could call it. And for kind of nods and says... 
I see. So you've known each other for a long time then. What, is, what does she think about the, uh, the tusks and fitting in? As it was, she has some very fine work, but it doesn't seem like she would necessarily care about something like that. Eh, she doesn't. She tells me that it's I should be who I am, yada, yada, yada. You, you, know, you know how they are. Uh, it, she just wants me to, to be who I am, and I, I appreciate her thinking that, but you know, it's, it's hard to be who you are when you know, you're quite literally a monster. So it's, uh, it's been difficult for me. Fur kind of nods uh, and says, well, if, they, uh, if you don't mind my advice, I say uh, maybe you should take a stroll over there sometime. And uh, in the future, don't make her have to leave a bracelet to get you over there. You think that's what she did? I think she just forgot it. She's pretty clumsy. She likes jokes, too. Uh, she's very funny. Um, she forgets things a lot. Uh, but, yeah, she probably just forgot it. I don't think it was anything like that. And at this point, he was leaning with one arm. Now he has both arms on the bar, and he just talk to this woman, please. I don't think you're going to regret it. And unfortunately, I don't know how else to say this because you're clearly not picking up on any of the hints that she's leaving, and I can only do so much. <sighs> All right. Yeah, okay. And enjoy your tea. And he just walks um, into the back. And he's, he stops <laughs> before the guy can walk away, and he just says, unless you're not interested... In which case, I'm more than happy to go back and tell her myself. He goes. He turns and he looks and he goes, "My friend, you've seen her. I'm more than interested." And Ken says, "He's into." And Fur takes his uh, his stein of oddly prepared and completely unfiltered tea and <laughs> makes his way uh, over to one of the tables and takes a seat, kicks his feet up, and just like smiles as he takes a sip. Uh, he grimaces a little bit because the tea is incredibly bitter. And has it's no, terrible. It's so like, it is. <laughs> it is not a good just, cup of tea. Just nothing more than hot leaf juice. <laughs> it is hot leaf juice, quite literally. That's what all tea is. <laughs> How oh my god! My As a representative of Iro, I hate this. Um, but he he grimaces at how disgusting the tea is. But because of what he had to do to get it, it is one of the best cups of tea he's ever. Had. We love that. Wholesome fur. Are we all like at a table now, or are we all still, or are the rest of us still like at the bar? Quinn's at the bar. Quinn's at the bar, but I imagine everybody's kind of sitting in the same general vicinity. It's kind of how you do with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Migrate together. Yeah. Lyra's going to drink yeah. and get a drink. All right. What kind of drink do you like? The ale's pretty good, or the stout. I'll have uh, the stout. I think she's got. All right. <laughs> on the house. First <laughs> one always. <laughs> Wasted. First one's always on the house. Good, one of us pours it once again. Very dark liquid, um, thick foam. He puts it down. It kind of sloshes. And he's there. You go. Like I said, on the house. First one. If you'd like another one, please let me know. Dylan, I got a question. What's up? It's about eating. Mm-hmm. I got a mask on. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. Oh. Hmm. And you said if I take it off, it won't work anymore. Guess we'll find out. Um, here's the question. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Can, can uh, she go to the mirror, talk to the mask, and wait for it to open its mouth and just like shove? I'll just filter feed it. When wearing the mask, um, <laughs> while you're just wearing the mask, the uh, you are you are never hungry. You don't need to eat and you don't need to drink while wearing the mask. 
Oh. She's a gem. Oh. You're a robot. Ah! Okay. But what if he wants to eat? <laughs> then guess he's not a... God, just guess, guess you gotta take the mask off. Quinn, Quinn makes a birthday cake for him and is like, oh, well, that sucks, I guess. Guess I'm going to have to eat your birthday cake all by myself. Uh, what can you do? Oh, no. Beauty and the Beast and Peren's birthday cake is the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lyra, can you make me a constitution, constitution saving throw drinking the drink? Fuck yeah, hang on. Lyra's gonna be plastered, and Quinn's like, "What? Well, huh?" Quinn's on her Lyra's fourth like, one. Lyra's like super tall too. It's a sixteen. It's this is strong shit. <laughs> like, like you like, get Lyra halfway takes through a sip it and like visibly recoils, kind of strong. Yeah, I mean, it's delicious. It tastes fantastic. Like I said, uh, it's like a hazelnut sort of flavor, like a little bit of that nuttiness, but with a dark chocolate. Uh, very, very tasty, but just. Like, you go to stand up and walk back towards the table, and your legs just don't cooperate. You have to sit back down. Like, even with a 16, you're like... Oh my god, from one sip? Well, from, like, drinking half of it. So, like, drinking a cup, because steins are usually two cups. So, from drinking a a cup of it, you're like, wow. I want to assume that Quinn's at... Stumbles and sits back down next to Quinn and goes, nope, nope, nope. I want to assume that Quinn's at least by this point on her second or third one. <laughs> well, if you go to second or third, it's a gold. It's a gold each drink. She's got money. Okay, yeah. So if you go into she's three, just she's desperately trying to get drunk. <laughs> she can't do it. Yeah, Lyra just looks at Quinn and she's like, "How are you not on the floor?" I don't. I don't know. It's not that strong. Quinn, this drink is so strong. It doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in it to me. I I just think it's great. Tastes like dark chocolate milk. <laughs> do, do you want to try mine? Maybe they're different. Like I don't. E- yeah, let's um, let's let's trade. And she, she's she moves her glass over to Lyra and takes Lyra's to try to take a sip of it. Still tastes good, but you're not getting any alcohol. And Lyra can confirm that hers still tastes like alcohol. It's still, yeah. <laughs> Quinn trades the drinks back, and she says, "I don't, I don't know. I mean, it tastes fine to me." That's so wild. How'd that happen? It's crazy. <laughs> Lyra is well on her way to getting drunk. I would Lyra say Lyra's already there. Time. What she kind of already. what kind of drunk is Lyra? Chatty. She's a chat chatty drunk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She just has a lot of questions and she wants to talk about everything. And right now I feel like her and Esmene would be talking about all sorts of little like swamp animals. Ah uh, heck yeah. And- like foresty things and just having a good Esmene's time. Esmene's giving her her recipe for her famous moss smoothie. It's really great. Yes. Is it long rest time? Yeah. I think it's long rest time. Yes, please. All right. You guys all find your way into your bunks thinking about the people you have lost and what has happened in such a short time. In these past 24 hours, Perrin, your entire world has changed. Lyra's lost her dad. Uh, a lot of things have happened for you guys to process. And just thinking about all of that, you all very soundly find your way to sleep. And that's where we'll go ahead and end our session today. Thank you for listening. 
Our cast for this session includes myself, AJ, as Quinn, a human sorcerer, Valerie as Peren, a half-elven paladin, Matt as Aramin, an Asimar ranger, Carlos as Fur, a human barbarian, Callista as Lyra, an elven druid, Maria as Esmene, a tiefling druid, and Dylan as our dungeon master. Our music this session was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, thank you for exploring with us.